Calling all Swifties and champions of change, Like a Girl Media is rolling out the red carpet for you with our Thrive Like a Girl contest. We're all about celebrating powerful women leaders who inspire us to dream big and push boundaries. And who embodies that spirit more than Taylor Swift herself? Here's your chance to see her live in concert. We're giving away two tickets to Taylor Swift's show in London on Saturday, June 22nd. Imagine being part of the magic, all thanks to Like a Girl Media. Entering is easy. Subscribe, share, and show us which episodes inspired you the most. Visit our website or check our social media for all the details. Don't just dream it, be it. Thrive like a girl and make this summer unforgettable. Contest opens globally, voidware prohibited, must be 18 or older to enter, no purchase necessary. Subscribe and share with hashtag thrive like a girl and tag us at like a girl underscore media for entry. Unlimited entries means unlimited chances. Winner chosen at random after contest closes May 20th, 2024. We'll be notified via DM. Make sure your profiles are not private. Check full rules on our site. This is your shot to see Taylor Swift live. Don't miss it. Welcome back to the Lady Boss interview series. In this set of interviews, Kat McDavid is interviewing women leaders in the healthcare technology industry about one big thing. In this episode, Kat talks to Beth Minter, founder and chief hustler at Franklin Bell Healthcare Recruiting, about what recruiters do, the list, and how to market yourself as a product. All right, so Beth, so you and I have talked quite a bit in your recruiting world about people as products, which sounds which sounds a little bit like, right? But um, in my world, it's the same, right? I'm a consultant and people are products. And I love that you want to talk about the real world of recruiting with us because I think a lot of people think it's this like, um, everyone's out there to help them, right? But it really is about you as a product. So we're going to be talking about how to make yourself a better product for the job market and to get the role you want and how to really work with recruiters and get yourself on the list. Um, so, so how do you make yourself a product? People have misunderstandings of how recruiters work or why we work, really, what we, what we do and why we do it. So I frequently, I frequently get calls and people say, look, I've decided that I want to be in the job market. Can you help me? Hmm. So recruiters don't do anything to help people. Recruiters do things, put people together with clients for a revenue stream. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. It's so, job, right? It's a sales job. Right. Of course it's a sales job. And it's a rough sales job because our products can also speak and say no. Mm -hmm. So there's a dance there where you have to be right about the culture of this client and the culture of this product and putting the two together to get everyone's head to nod in the same way at the same time. So it isn't a situation where we sit and wait on calls from from clients or candidates to say, Hey, I've decided that it's now time for me. No, no, <laughs> we, we proactively go out and hunt. That's why they call us head hunters, right? <laughs> we don't sit around and wait on the heads to come to us. Like I already know only because I've been in it so long and only because I've only been in healthcare. And as you know, Kat, healthcare is a small world, right? Like you, you know, you're six degrees of separation away from most people yeah. most of the time. That's why I say don't ever dance on a table in healthcare because somebody's going to see you, right? <laughs> Especially in Nashville, especially in this town, you can see them at once, right? So 
and reputation is all that you have. And so we already know who the right person is most of the time or can get to that right person in a relatively quick manner. Really? But that's not because that person said, hey, I've decided that now it's time for me to pursue a, a higher role in my career. No, no, we will call you when that thing happens. So I think the question sort of then becomes, how do you, the list, right? Right. I talk about this damn thing. I've talked about this damn thing for years. And here's what I'll tell you. It actually is a manila folder. It's literally a manila folder. It's got wine stains on it. It's got coffee stains on it, depending on the time of day and recruiting, right? It's people's names written with notes. And my notes are things like hearts that say Beth loves or any kind of detail that would remind me why I like them so very much. Now, my team, people who work for me, absolutely hate this because it's not in the cloud. Right. They can't see the list. They have to ask you they to go get it. The list. They cannot see the list. They hate it. But look, I'm just not going to do it. I don't have that level of detail and I'm just not ever going to, not ever going to have it. So I've stopped trying to improve things I'm not good at. Hmm. Well, that, that is that is a tip. That is a tip for all of us. <laughs> it is a very good no tip. Longer, as you know, I no longer schedule my own meetings because let's talk about what I'm oh, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so why not hire, just hire well, hire people to do the shit that you can't do or don't want to. Yeah, we all have strengths and weaknesses. That's all I about that. So I get asked about this thing. It's a star folder. That's all it is. And it's about 10 years worth of people's names mm-hmm. some are crossed off because we placed them already some we've placed two or three times these mm-hmm. are the these are people who are great at their job but also look good doing it are kind and decent to other humans and have a ton of upward mobility yeah so those are some things that get you on the list mm-hmm. um the guys that are on it i tell them they're on it Mm. And so they know they're on it. And we, and I say, I save them. We save them for the right client. Mm. Um, and when that right client, when we sign that contract with that right client, those people go and they go that day. And here's the thing about getting on the list. It, it's come to be that people that I sometimes just call people to call people because I want to catch up with them, you know, like every three months, every six months. And from time to time, people say, hey, do you know this person over at that company? And if enough people say that to me, you'd be surprised how often disparate people who don't even really know each other say, you need to talk to Josh over at that healthcare company because you, I think you would really like him. And if that happens enough, I call that guy and say, well, it looks like we need to talk. Evidently, you walk on water, so let's talk about the water you want to walk on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes those guys sit on that list for years, but it doesn't matter. They don't come off the list. So, so that's really interesting, right? Because you, because I was thinking, like, oh, the question to ask is how how do you get on the list, or how do you get visible, or how do you network, or you go to the parties where Beth is, not dancing on the table. Um, but I mean, you're really just saying, hey, if you're a good human, you have a good reputation, almost even if you network internally eventually someone's going to hear, you're going to hear about them. And, and you're, I mean, it's healthcare cat, you know, right? Like it's a small world. Like we said, it's, and sometimes I don't like the people. Sometimes, you know, they don't come with a reputation of being a decent human. Yeah. 
um, just because you're good doesn't get you on the list, right? You have to come with, with all of the things, yeah, all yeah. of the things. Because when I get that client that I really, really want to protect and give the right people to, like I'm only going to give them the best people. Right. Here. That's actually a question for you. So so what happens if, if someone calls you, and, and this isn't necessarily your client, um, but they say, hey, do you know so-and-so, I'm about to hire them, and I see you're connected. What if that person is no, no bueno? What do you do? I, I don't do anything. I don't do anything. You you won't do. You, do you not even respond? No, I respond. I always respond and say, you know, I don't really have a comment on that. The thing that I will will comment on is if they have done something deceitful or hurtful to people below them on the food chain. Like, but if if they're that kind of human, I'm not the only one that knows it, right? Right. Like it is, it is a reputation world. As anybody who sells a product knows, that product has to look good doing the role. It's a very emotional thing to tell a human person that you're about to go in to sit down in front of other people and they're going to judge you for about one or two hours. Yep. And then they're going to say yes or no. Now, unless you do that, you know, 10 times a day, like I do it, mm-hmm. that's a rough thing. Some people only do this two or three times in their damn career, right? Like, so you're about to be judged, my friend, and you've got to take the emotion out of that. You've got to remove the emotion from this decision and you've got to go in and show up. I call it show up and show out. Now, some people are good at it. Right. Like you would think, God, you would think salespeople understand that you would think you would think it's been salespeople the most. I think that you have to say, listen, listen to me. I need you to focus. I need you to go buy a new suit. I need you to get a haircut. I need you to do all the things that make you a bright, shiny product. If you need to do that to feel like you're a bright, shiny product, let's get that done because you got an interview on Monday and I need you to act like it. You got to go in there and get this job and be the product. I've hurt people's feelings with that little speech, Mm. (laughs) but somebody's got to tell them you have to hear it. If you're going to be successful and I'm going to be successful at you getting this damn job how else do you coach people when you're talking about like making yourself a product? Like what, what are the other things they can do? Obviously there's the long-term stuff, being a good human, being awesome at your job, but like what else? I think just being around in this space and not constantly asking people for stuff is a good way to to get it done. I don't know how long I've been on LinkedIn, but I I think 20 years. So they're connected to somebody that I know. Um, I also find value in people who dislike the same people that I dislike. <laughs> now, that, that is just me convincing myself that I'm right all the time, which shocks no one, right? But I think if you dislike the top five people that I dislike, then I think I think there's something there to you. I can tell you I can tell a different story about how most of the women that I hire for my team looks, they all look like me. <laughs> Look how we met. He walked into my office and said, I'm going to introduce you to somebody that you're going to fall in love with. And that's all you need to know right there. Listen, if she loves people, that's good enough for me. Right. Yeah. 
And there are people like that. There are people like that out there who will say, I'm going to introduce you to somebody that you need to know. And, and they're almost always right. Like, right. Like you and I, from the second we met, started annoying people by being loud and aggressive and Southern. That's a really good point. Cause I tell that people, I tell people that too. I'm like, you just meet people who your friends are friends with or who people tell you you should meet. And there might not be a reason right now. Right. right? But like how many reasons are right now anyway. Right. And then, you know, Right. And it, a lot of it is, you know, more than you more than you think, a lot of it is in your head when you're putting people together with things, opportunities, strategies, whatever. Someone will say, hey, this is this is what I think I need or this is who I think I'm the type of thing that I want to do or have done. And you immediately think, oh, my God, I know who that person is or I know who can get me to that person. I have, right now I have a role. And the first thing I did was text you and say, who do you know for this role? And you immediately said, oh, that person is this person. Mm. So it's sort of a daisy chain, if you will. Now there's all kinds of bullshit built into that, which is gender bias, racial, all kinds of biases are built into that. But it shakes itself out as you, if if your sphere sphere of influence or people that you know in the world are or are wide enough, it, it sort of makes itself happen. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. I, I kind of live in a word of mouth world um, for my own business and yeah. same, same kind of thing. And I agree. Like there's some bias there, right? Cause you know who you know and you like who you like for a reason. And, you know, yeah. but I do agree. I think if you're, if you're a good person and your work stands out, I think eventually it works out um, no matter what, or at least that's my great hope. Just, I guess in the past few years started to have uh, clock, clients, so companies, but I started in the past few years to have clients who called me that I'd never really honestly even heard of. Mm. Um, and you know, one of them was relatively small and he said, he was the CEO, I think. And he said, Hey, I, uh, this is so-and-so I hear that I hear you're the best at healthcare talent. And I said, well, there, there's some truth to that. But who are you? <laughs> So it turned out a person that he went to college with, who was also a healthcare CEO, none of this is shocking, uh, said, this is who you need to call for that. I'm not going to lie. I was on the beach in Lauderdale drinking and uh, I told him I was coming home from church. (laughs) No, you didn't. I hope he listens to this. I hope he listens to this. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. But, but I mean, I, I, I think all that is just illustrative of, of how I feel about relationships too, right? Like, uh, no good people, do good things to good people, um, don't expect anything in return, um, unless it is a pre-negotiated scope of work, and then you can, but, you know. Unless you signed a contract. Yeah, yeah, I mean, contracts are contracts. <laughs> Those are a little different. Um, but yeah, so 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 what else, Beth? So what else? what else really does it when you're, trying to match someone with a client? Like what, like, how do you know, or how do you coach them to, to help them get the job and make money? If I'm able to tell them about the, the reason that I took the contract, um, I think is valuable for people to hear, um, for candidates to hear. So I, I will say, look, here's, here's the reason that I took the contract and it is this, it is this person that's there. Uh, and I know, that they're serious and about the role and the culture. And I know that they're serious. Yeah. Um, or I'm able to say, um, you know, they just make some really good acquisitions and I understand their strategy. Um, and if I'm able to say 
why I value the client, then I think the candidate can find some value in that and approach it accordingly. I guess I'm speaking in a bit more executive terms. And so if I, if I were to talk about the more entry level sales people, these are people who, or product people, marketing, um, these are people who fill jobs that have job descriptions, mm. right? So you, I call them the people who actually work, you know, at the company as opposed to the, the fancy strategy guys that I work with. The people who work for me usually fill those roles. They're connected to those to the more. So this would be like a five, seven, 10 year person. Got it. Got it. Um, so sometimes, so they're going to be really kind of new at this sort of dance manipulation dance of interviewing um so i i sort of sometimes i'm asked to coach them on actually this is how you answer a question this is how you ask a question these are stupid questions don't ask them it's a myth that there are no stupid questions they're 100 questions to ask an interview <laughs> Uh, so we go over like that old school stuff that I learned back in the, back in the Dell days, which is situation, task, action, result. What we want to focus on is how you want them to think about you when you leave the room. So working backwards from that, let's talk about, and I make them do this either with me or write it down. Hmm. Um, and so what is the thing that you're most proud of having accomplished and why? So I ask them to just start talking and then I let them answer it. And then I tell them why it was bad or why it was good, how to succinctly say the thing that you did. Make sure in your example, it was your idea. Mm. If it was legitimate, no one told you to do it unless they did. And then let's stop with the sharing credit. Can we stop? Mm. We, I want to hear something that you, why are you a badass? Why are you better at everybody else in the damn world at doing the thing? I love this. This and, is one of my favorite things. No, it's my favorite. It's one of my favorite things. Cause you know, I'm anti-humility, but then, <laughs> but no, I, I interview so many, so many women, especially that come in and say, well, it was a team effort. And even though I know, that they were the one doing all of the work. It was their idea. They were leading, they were like dragging their company through the mud, right? And they're still like, I couldn't have done it without my team. Like, I don't really want to hear that. Yeah, you're not getting a, you're not getting a job. So yeah. good for you, sister. I mean, I know I, I tell them all the time, like, this ain't Sunday school, y'all. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it's time to take credit. Just take the credit. Say if you want to say, "Hey, my team did a great job," then say, "My team did a great job." Mm -hmm. But what I want to hear is what you came up with, what you succeeded, the client that you closed, the one that kept you up at night. Which which of the things is that? And mm -hmm. let's talk about that and make sure you're able to fit that into the conversation before you leave that room. Yep. The situation was this. The action should be yours and talk about it. And the result was revenue or our cost savings or whatever it was. But let's talk about that thing that, that you did. Yeah. And so a number of those things have those in your pocket. You may not have the opportunity to pull them all out, but you'll pull some out, mm -hmm. have them in your back pocket, practice talking about them, practice taking credit verbally, 
practice taking credit. And if I have one more person at that level say, what I'm really most proud of is my family. I don't give a damn about you. You can really say that. Yes. Wow. Why? I mean, I love my family too, but, um. yeah, but that's, this is, there's no place in an interview to talk about your, your, how proud you are of, you know, little Sammy or whatever. No, but that's really, that's a really good point. What do you want that interviewer to think after you leave the room or the zoom, you zoom? Um, and then how do you build back from there? Because yeah, what story do you really want to tell? What's the one thing that you really want to make sure you get out and how do you get there? You know, talking about getting on the list, right? And it is like, it sounds like it's a little bit more of like a passive process, sort of, except that you have to be excellent at what you do and a good human, right, to get there. Um, So you're saying, you know, don't reach out to recruiters as a regular person. Look, I can only speak for me. I I know that other recruiters value that. I can only speak to the way I I do it. But, you know, is it helpful to reach out to recruiters? Hell, I don't know. It's not helpful often to reach out to me, there's danger in creating uh, relationships if you have no opportunity. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. In fact, as one of one of my rants recently over the past few months was I was getting so many people saying, so-and-so told me to connect with you or or I was just getting these direct intros from, from someone I know really well, introducing me to someone else and saying, you guys need to connect. And I actually had to start saying, hey, um, I need you to actually write me a long email about why. I cannot, I'm so busy, I cannot take any more of these random intros. Like, you, please be respectful of my time. Because then if I don't reach out to that person. That's right, that's right. And yeah, then it's, oh, Kat didn't, Kat didn't respond, Kat didn't get back to me. Yeah, uh, I it's, know. it's not on me, which is that's so right. That's exactly right, because there's danger in that. You yeah. There's just, you're entering into a contract, a social contract, if you will, with with both of these individuals and if you're not able to produce something for them you know that that sometimes comes back and it's just too dangerous it's too dangerous to get into and i, and I don't think that people you know often realize what they're asking that of you i mean you've given us a lot of info but if there's one other big nugget that that people should know about working with a recruiter and getting a super dream job what is it the feeding and watering of a recruiter is a valuable thing Hmm. Don't don't not respond because I, I'm probably going to ask three times, and then I'm I'm probably not going to ask again. I'm going to always say, "Hey, do you want to talk?" Yeah, and, and most of you know, and then sometimes they say, "Hey, no, not right now. I'm having a great year. Fantastic. You're still on the list, you know." Yeah, but yep. the not the consistently not responding. Um, okay. So this has been awesome. So, so we're talking about just to recap, there's a lot here, right? It's that, you know, recruiters are not your friends. They are, they are there to do a job to make you money and themselves money. Um, think of yourself like a product when you're going through this. Show up and show out. (laughs) Show up and show out. Um, and then the long view, right? Like you can't just suddenly say, Oh, I had a mean call at work today. I'm out. I'm going to go call a recruiter. You have to really nurtured your career and everything around that, including your relationships long-term. Always say nice things back to recruiters so that you don't burn any bridges. Um, and then the list is a mythical, wonderful place to be, um, but there's also a bad list. So don't be an asshole. Yeah. Well, Beth, you're amazing. Thank you for doing this and telling us all about all the things. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I, well, no one's going to reach out to you because you said that they shouldn't, but I feel like more people will respond to you. <laughs> I will.